Hello, my divas and dolls, and welcome back to yet another iconic episode of Girl Group Gossip! And, my divas, this week we are dipping our toes back into pop music and discussing a group of iconic individuals. You may know them from the 90s and their many reboots, which we've missed them. We need them back. But we're discussing all things steps! And joining me as my special co-host this week is the iconic diva herself, Miss Scarlett Moffat. And later on, we're going to have some absolute icons. Not just one member, but two members from Steps. We've got Faye Tozer and Lisa Scott Lee. So, should we get into this episode? So joining me as my co-host this week is the icon herself, the queen of the jungle, the queen of the TV, and now queen of TikTok, because I can't go on TikTok without seeing her. It's only Scarlett Moffat! Oh, thanks. Thanks for that, queen. That was very, um, that was a nice intro. Well, I've got to introduce royalty how royalty deserves to be introduced because you are... We equal queens, we're equal queens in this podcast. Exactly. Now, Scarlett, how are you doing, my darling? It's been a hot second since I've last seen you. Yeah, do you know what? I'm I'm really good considering the current situation in the world. I'm just living free. I'm eating my own body weight in carbs. I'm listening to Steps nonstop. I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK, the new series. The American series, should there be the Australian series? I mean, what, what's it to be? What's it to be said about? In the words of a princess like you, I can eat complain because <laughs> honestly, we are, we are blessed with TV at the moment, aren't we? I mean, it's just what a time to be alive. And like, girl. I can't have these people complaining that there's too much track. Back in the day, there used to be one season a year and you'd wait 10 months for the next one. If you could have Drag Race all year round. What an agonising 10 months that was. I just feel like it's just, I cannot believe that this has never happened before. Like, I wish we'd had a UK one like 10 years ago. Well, so I just like. <laughs> could you imagine me trying to get on 10 years? Like, the growth from season one of the US one to season 10. Imagine me trying to get on in season 10, the level of drag that it'd be at. I'd be like, I'm glad I got on season one, darling. I don't think I'd get on now. Oh, you'd still be up there, hon. You'd still be up there. Oh, this is why I love you. I mean, do you remember back when we did the Drag Race podcast (laughs) and I came in like a disheveled mess after my elimination because I hadn't eaten and you were like, have your mac and cheese and then we'll record. You can't record on an empty stomach. I've just knocked two crumpets on me. Do you know what I mean? You can't you can't record on an empty stomach. Your brain doesn't work properly. Exactly. But darling, what is new with you? What have you been up to? What what's been going down in Yelling Timber? Oh, do you know what? Um we well I've been filming quite a lot actually. I've been like doing lots of TV. I do a podcast myself with my boyfriend which is all about, like, the weird and wonderful. Like, last week we were talking about why you never see ghosts wearing, like, jeans and a T-shirt. It's hard-hitting stuff, Cheryl. <laughs> I just want to see hard some fucking stuff. H&M on a ghost. 
you know what I mean? Why are they always in Victorian? Why do you never see a ghost in a Steps T-shirt or a Spice Girls T-shirt? Do you know what I mean? I mean, when when I eventually die, I want to be buried in a Girls Aloud T-shirt. Could you think how iconic that would be? That would be, like, up there. And then when you haunt people, you can be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Did you tell him? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the promise I made, the promise I made. How <laughs> do you make a really good ghost? Bloody hell, Cheryl. That's good. <laughs> I mean, if I was if I was coming back as a steps ghost, I'd be like, never ever be scared of the dog. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> But obviously, right, we need to rewind. Uh, like when I when I get carried away, I always have to like say an inappropriate word to calm me down. So I'm always like dildo, 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 and that just calms me down. See, I I do that, but not dildos. I think of dead dogs. It's very morbid of your skull. Yeah. yeah, no, but you instantly just like you can't be laughing when. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes on TV when I've got to do like a serious read or. The auto cue and I get the giggles. I just think of dead dogs. You just go, Marley. <laughs> we can cut that bit out if you want. <laughs> no, that's definitely staying in the edit. But darling, we are here because it is time to discuss some absolute icons of the 90s, of the noughties, and of every reunion that they've had. Because what is pop music in the UK without steps? Non-existent, that's what it is. We need steps. It is. It is like a duck to water, a Cheryl to takeaways. Like, it is stuff that we need to get get through our lives. And I think it's... Steps are one of those groups that you know everything. You know every word. You know every dance move, even if you weren't the biggest fan. Yeah, it's just like... If you're from the UK, I think you... Like, there must just be part of your brain, like, your front left cortex must just be steps. (laughs) Like, you just... With that information, do you know what I mean? Like you're just like, all oh, right, yeah. Well, I've never heard this song before. Yeah, I know the whole choreography and lyrics. Yeah, one for sorrow, just locked in the front membrane. But I have to say, I always have very fond memories of Steps. But what was your earliest memory that you have? Oh, honestly, I've got I've got loads, but I think for me, it was going on to it. I remember get going to Tommy Girl. And getting like a little crop top with like a, like a little smiley face on. I had some flared blue jeans with glitter all over. I sprayed my deodorant, soap. You know that so question mark? Not Charlie Reds then. Oh no, soap was was for me. I had my Britney Spears perfume, sprayed that all over. Had my blue cowboy hat, and yeah, we went to Newcastle. And I've never actually been to an arena before, and I was nine. And, like, being surrounded by that many people and knowing that I was going to, like, be in the same room as Steps and breathe the same air as them. And I remember them coming up to um, Better the Devil, you know, Better the Devil, you know. And, like, I just, my heart felt so warm. Yeah. And, like, I wish I could bottle up that feeling and give it to everyone because it just made me feel, like, so happy. Like, I, I don't think I've... I think that was the first time I'd ever, like, sort of, like, wanted to cry with happiness. I'd take that in an IV any day. I would as well. Inject me with that bad boy. I'd love it. COVID-19 vaccine. Nah, I'll take the steps bottled vaccine. (laughs) 
but but all seriously, I, I would like the COVID nineteen vaccine, please. Yeah, I would also <laughs> but no, my earliest memory of steps was: Do you remember back in the day when your friends would have an at-home birthday party and they'd hire that magician slash DJ disco man, and he'd turn up with yeah. the box of stuff. I remember being at my friend Beth's house and she had like a birthday party and then he'd play five, six, seven, eight and we were all there like... So that's my earliest memory of Steps. But I remember I always used to watch the music video channels and I would always get my mum to text in and request the songs. And I remember watching five, six, seven, eight and looking at Lee with that T-shirt wide open and I went, you're a gay boy. You are. You love him. <laughs> and I think I think Lee actually turned me gay at six years old. You think so? Yeah. See, I my one of my earliest memories actually, I always tried to figure out whether Lisa and H were together because they were so friendly. And I remember like being like watching them on tour and like Lisa would jump on H's back and I was like, Oh, I wonder well now obviously I know. They were just best friends. But at the time, I remember such a big thing. Like, me and my friends at school talking about it and going, I wonder if they're secretly dating. Honestly. Obviously not. But, like, you, I can imagine you sitting at home in your, like, Claire's Accessories Journal writing fan fiction about Lisa and Age going, oh, and then they cuddled and then they kissed on the tour bus. I was that, I was that kid. But weren't we all? I was... <laughs> Now, with every group, everybody has a favourite member. And I always find it so hard on the podcast to say somebody because I just gravitate towards everybody for different reasons. But some people are a lot more cutthroat than me. So who was your favourite member of Steps? Um, it was Fear. Oh, well, that's funny because like, she's coming I, up. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, it was, to be honest, it was actually, it was Lisa because she also had brown hair and I had brown hair. So... As a kid, you're like, well, we're practically sisters. Relatable. Do you content. know what I mean? Could have been womb mates. Like, we look the same. <laughs> um, but no fear. I just felt like she had good energy. And, like, she just didn't seem to, like, care. And I wanted to be like that. I think I aspired to be more like fear, like, to let loose a little bit. Because you've got all, like, the cool ones in the band. So you could say that Faye was, like, the cool one, but she was also fun. Like, some people, when they're cool, they're like, I'm too I'm too cool for this. Where she was like, I'm cool, but I'm one of the gang and I'm having fun. Do you know what I mean? So, come on, you you put me in it. Who, who's your favourite? Now, I love them all, but for me, it was Lisa. <laughs> it was Lisa. I just... Lisa always was there, like, I just, I love this. I'm here for a good time. Like, she was just so happy to be in every single moment. You you could tell that she lived and breathed every moment. And I think when you're passionate about something, that's what it shows. So because Lisa was your favourite, have you ever done Lisa in drag or...? So I'll let you know, I, I actually did a show back in like 2017 where we did a Steps medley for our 90s noughties night and I was Lisa. <laughs> And I was like, "You've lived my dream, <laughs> Scarlett. We'll do it. We'll do a, a step drag show, and you can be Lisa Scott Lee." Thank you. I'll take one for Thank the team. For the... He is. <laughs> but no, I also loved H as well, and like there was something that I really related to H 
as well. Because, like, do you remember in school when you'd be in the playground and all your friends would be like, let's play steps today? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was always Lisa until somebody else wanted to be Lisa and I was always forced to be someone else. And then my, my other option would be H because the girls would sometimes be like, you're a boy, you have to be a boy. And I'd be like, I was trying to live my drag fantasy at six years old in the playground. Oh, I do love H, and like he's just like I've I've met H a lot, Ian. I've met him a lot, and like he's just a lovely human being. Yeah, and like got his little boys, his twin boys, and he's just so cute. He's absolute dad goals. You know what H stood for? Go on. Did you do you know or not? Well, it's not hepatitis. So go on. No, it's not. It's hyperactive. <laughs> I mean, that's what it stood for, and I, and I knew that because I had steps on VHS, and that's why I know that. Yeah, H. It explains it was, a lot. It, yeah, it does actually. It does. <laughs> but obviously, they had so many bops, and like I, I can remember pinpointing like a moment in my life. Like there was this thing called the Chelmsford Spectacular, where like a big artist would come do a huge show at Highland Park, which is where B-Festival was. And I remember them coming to Chelmsford in 2000 and doing a tour. And I just remember them doing Better the Devil, you know. I think it was the same tour that you went to. I think it was. I I was like nine. Well, you're 30. Sorry to bring that up Mm -hmm. again. And I'm 27. So I think that timeline. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the same tour. But um, Yeah. yeah, I just remember vividly Better the devil, you know, the red trench coat. Oh, I love them. Iconic. But and this is well, the choppy hands. Yes. That choppy hand done. I love that. <laughs> Me chopping a cucumber right now. Um, but obviously we have our favorite songs. So on the pod, Scarlett, we like to go from five to one, one being our ultimate song. So Ooh. kick us off, Scarlett. What is your fifth okay. favorite song? Do you know what my fifth favorite that's really hard for me to say with these new teas. <laughs> Your sister's sister, sister <laughs> Clippins. Fifth favourite song is actually a new one, and it's with Michelle Visage, and it's Heartbreak in the City, because I have not had it off repeat. Like, I now know all the words, so that's definitely number five. Oh, but honestly, this song came so left-field with their collab with Michelle Visage, because I never thought the world of Drag Race and Michelle would be colliding with my icon steps. It's a dream come true. I mean, in a, if not to paraphrase and quote another group, okay, S Club 7, I have had a dream come true with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My fifth favourite song is It's The Way You Make Me Feel. Oh! Because I just remember watching the music video and just... It was the first time I'd really seen like a true period music video. And I know probably people are going to drag me for filth, but I just remember the outfits, the fanography. And like, we all know a drag queen loves a clack fan. So I feel like they installed that into me at a very young age. It is Bridgerton. Like if anyone has not watched it, it is a really like short version of Bridgerton summed up, I think. I need somebody to dub over it's the way you make me feel over Bridgerton and just post it to us because I need to see this come to life someone's got to do that come on make me we feel, need you make to do me it. Feel. 
iconic. All right, Scott. Do it when he's licking the spoon. That was filth, yeah, but we all enjoyed it. it. Anyway, Scarlett, what is your fourth favorite? I can't. It, I'm like you. I can't speak today. What is your fourth favorite step song? Okay, I'm gonna go for number four, "Deeper Shaded Blue." <gasps> well, that's my number three. So, Scarlett, why is that your favorite step song at number four? The choreography, the outfits, just, just everything about that song like it just instantly takes me back to like the school disco instantly i'm transported wherever i am i could be drunk as a skunk i could be eating a kebab but i am transported back to my year six disco and i just love it do you know what my favorite bit in the song which i don't think most people even hear it but i've got this weird ear for music and i know it's claire singing it because she did it on a live show. I think it was like the Paula Grady show. And it's just her going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need... Oh, yeah, no, the right, I'll text it to you after. But like, <laughs> she's <laughs> just doing this really long, like, section. It's like in a breakdown. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, Cheryl, in your shows, do you ever sing live? Well, if that's anything to go off, that answers your question that I don't know. <laughs> you bloody should. Me, the operatic ghost version of Steps. Like, yes, I'm the deepest shade of the blue. Ooh. <laughs> oh, me, me rivets. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the most exercise I've done all day. Belly laughing with you. <laughs> <laughs> who needs abs? Who needs those strap-on like electric abs things? We'll just have a giggle about steps. <laughs> right. What's your number four? My number four is Better the Devil You Know. And I know it's a cover. I know it's a Kylie Minogue song, but I don't care because they made it contemporary. They made it fabulous. And I think because it's got such amazing memories for me, seeing them live for the first time, it's just stuck with me. It's a good one, that one. It is a good one. I feel like I'm going to top Trumpy now because my number three is One for Sorrow. Do you know what? I love I love a big beat. I love a dancey pop song. But also, I love a ballady one as well. And One for Sorrow is like one of their best ballads. And I like remember when that song came out, it was the first time I'd ever been in love. I mean, I was a kid. It was like my false crush. Um, but like, I remember thinking at like 11, being like, I really understand the lyrics. Like, I feel like this speaking to me because after we split up, um, I think because I didn't save it. I, basically what happened is, I had, it was the love of my life and I didn't save him a space in the queue for the dinner. Like at school, in the dinner queue. I didn't say him a didn't get a panini. Yeah, so he didn't want to be with us anymore. And I remember listening to like One for Sorrow, Two for Joy, and thinking, it's about me. <laughs> Sobbing into your journal. I know you're somewhere yeah. else right now. <laughs> <laughs> Childhood dreams. Now, what's your number three? Wait, have we done that? I've done my number three. I, I haven't heard your number three. Well, my number three is obviously Deeper Shade of Blue. And I've just got to say, like, 
they really went there with that music video because do you remember back in the 90s and the noughties when all the music videos used to be like jeans and a nice top from Georgia Asda? Yeah. They they took it there. They went for the PBC. They went for the red, white and blue, like the British flag. They They did the thing. And I think that really set them apart from just any other generic pop group and like just put them into the god tier. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I feel like? My number two, I'm going to unlock a childhood memory in, in everyone. So my number two is Say You'll Be Mine. Oh. And do you remember the music video? They all played characters in movies. Yeah. So like Lisa were um, Leonardo and Kid in Titanic and there was Romeo and Juliet and all that. I, I used to watch that video like on repeat. I loved it. Did you ever have that like video where it had like all the music videos at the time just onto one video and you used to watch it and go, rewind, rewind. It's just the whole house would shake because the video player was that old. It'd be like <laughs> trying to rewind back to the beginning at full speed. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Kids these days, they put on Netflix, they don't know the struggles we had to go through to watch a video. <laughs> It's just a click click on YouTube now, whereas before we'd have to go to Blockbuster, rent the video, come home, sit in the car waiting whilst your mum popped into Adster. Like, it was a struggle. That's to be fair. My number two is a childhood memory of mine. And I went through a period where I used to get terrible migraines and I, I would be off school all the time because I couldn't be around like the noise. So my mum would sit me on the sofa, I'd be under the duvet, and she'd let me choose one music video to request. And at this time, oh. every time I was sick, I would just request Stomp. And it's just one of those songs that has just stuck with me forever. And do you know what? I'm going to put this out there. Steps invented TikTok dances. Yeah, I would actually agree with that, because that Stomp... Yeah, sorry, that was a really bad rendition of it. But there was like, oh, it was quite TikToky, wasn't it? I'm a savage, classy, boozy. Stop right now! <laughs> I can see it now. I can actually. Why don't we? We should do a TikTok to a steps, like, but make it really American. Like a really American We're gonna style. We're going to night now. <laughs> we should. Oh, my God, we have to do right, that. Right, that's, that's on our to-do list after this podcast. We're going to put yeah. a TikTok out there. But honestly, yeah. I just remember, I know they're, they're probably not going to like this, but the fashions were so bad in that music video. See, I like this. I, I think they're so bad, they're good. <laughs> you don't think it's just drag? Like, I feel like steps were drag. Like, everything was over-the-top flamboyant. It was glitz, glam. It was, like, everything thrown in. And, like, I feel like a lot of drag is that you can be your true self and you can just be, like, the fantasy that's in your head. You've hit the nail on the head, honestly. It's the fantasy and it's the escapism. And I think at that time, everybody, like you look at S Club 7, they were in jeans from Primark and a top from Florence and Fred. And they somehow got away with it. But Steps took it to another level and they definitely stood apart. I mean, no, nobody can take away from Lisa Scott Lee that 
dark brunette black hair with the blue stripes through it. I mean, I was a blonde child through and through, so I was obviously like Faye and Claire from the get-go, but I just always wanted that dark brown black hair with the blue strips in it. I just thought it's fabulous. Do you think that was a wig or do you think it was a real hair? I think it was clippings for the blue. Do you think it was clippings? Yeah. I hate to ruin mm. the the illusion and the fantasy. She actually, Lisa was the reason why I had a flash. Um, she once had like a flash of blonde in a fringe. And I I thought I could pull that off. As a 12-year-old with a monobrow and teeth that could eat an apple through a letterbox, I thought, yeah. I can get a flash of bond in my fringe and get away with it. Why not? Why not? Just go down to Superdrug, get some bleach, Mum. <laughs> right, it's got to that time. Time? I can't. Time? Time? I'm, I'm oh, a New York Italian. Time? <laughs> right, Scarlett, what's your ultimate number one song from Step? It's got to be Tragedy. I'm twinning with you because it's tragedy for me. Uh, <laughs> was it the Bee Gees that was the original? What? Is that not an original set You song? are joking. You didn't know that tragedy no, I... wasn't was a cover? No. Yeah. What, so the Bee Gees did that first? Right, let me get on the Google. I need I need to clarify this. Yeah, it's a cover. But let's, let's just talk about the iconicness of it. The wedding. The wedding. It was like, are they going to get married or are they not going to get married? And it's just, if you say steps, instantly you just think of tragedy. And like, at every wedding, birthday, funeral, that song is played and everyone does the actions. I can't believe you just said funeral and tragedy in the same sentence. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I think I'm in bar mitzvah. I'm in bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, bar mitzvah. <laughs> but no, I have just, I've just gone onto my telephone communication device, and my phone has just clarified that the Bee Gees, 1979 tragedy. What? I feel like my mind's been. I can't be the only person that thought this. But Scarlett, this is what the podcast is for. It's purely educational. <laughs> it, re it really is educational. Like God, like, I feel like I should have got a GCSE out of this. Truly. But, like, Tragedy is one of those songs that resonates with everybody. And I'm going to have words with Mama Roo because it needs to be a lip sync song on Drag Race UK. It has to be. If anyone can make that happen, Cheryl, it's you. I have faith in you. Well, you can make it happen. You know, I'm going to get onto FaceTime to Roo and I'm going to be like, Diva, how you doing? By the way, <laughs> season four, <laughs> stick Tragedy on. <laughs> I just, yeah. I think it'd be fabulous. I think it would, and like, it would be dramatic. Like, the queens would be crying as they were dancing because they know that one of them, it is going to be a tragedy. <laughs> this should happen. This needs to happen. Oh, if if not, if not, the next show I'm at, that you're there, I'm I'm getting you up and we're doing tragedy together. I'll be there. I'll, do you know what? I'll take some PVC in my backpack just in case. You say, come on in, I'll slip my PVC on, bang. <laughs> Do you just have emergency PVC in your bag so you clutches all the time? Yeah, I can't with you, I really can't. <laughs> right, we've discussed all about the music, but Steps have had some truly iconic moments. So is there one or two that have really just stuck with you 
that you still think about to this day? I think just all of the outfits. Like, I just think it needs no explanation. Like, just the fashion was just incredible. And I think for all, like, as a kid, for anyone who was, like, a 90s kid, I'm sure that they took influence from Steps. And, I mean, I couldn't get away with a crop top. But they made me believe I could get away with a crop top. And, like, I'm quite... I feel quite sad now for kids, knowing that, like, when we were kids and, you know, we, we like, you never really thought too much about it. You just thought, my favourite member of sex is wearing a crop top, therefore I shall stick a crop top on. doesn't matter if you've got a muffin top and your jeans are imprinting your belly. It doesn't matter about that. It was just the feeling that you got from knowing that you were looking like your idol. Oh, truly. And um, for me... I would always try and dress as the girls. And my mum would be like, sorry, darling, you can't wear that. And like me, just like, why not? Why not? Because I just wanted to be like everybody else. And then she was like... When, when was the first time you'd done drag then? Was it super young? Oh, I was always stealing my mum's like dressing gown, her heels and trotting around. I remember at three years old, I put on one of her strappy pairs of shoes and I was running around to the Spice Girls going, slam your body down and wind it all around it. She was going, <laughs> I know, this is what's happening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But no, one moment for me, and I think everybody needs to see it, is when, so Steps disbanded in 2001, and then they came back, yes. reunited, and they did a Sky One documentary all about their reunion and the tour. But the first time they came face to face, Lisa Scott Lee came over from Dubai. She came from Dubai and they sat and did a round table and discussed all the issues they had and why. And the way that they go in at Lisa, uh, uh, Claire, for breaking up the band, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? It's like... That, that to me was iconic because I think we... I was so oblivious. Like, as a fan of Steps, you never think behind the scenes, like, they're not going to be getting on or any of that. You just think everything's harmonious. And but so when I watched that documentary, I think I actually cried because I think I was in shock and I was like, oh, my God. Like, And I just wanted to, like hug them all and go, it's going to be all right. But it seems like at least now they've sat around. Sometimes all you need to do is just let your feelings out. So I'm pleased that they've done that. But, I mean, that was iconic. It was it was like, great television. And it yeah. worked because they're still around today. Because So they did that tour, then they had a little break, and then they came back in 2017 with brand new music, which I think gagged the entire world because... You know, these bands, they come back, they do a reunion tour, they do the same music, they do the hits of the box, but they weren't they weren't ready. And I remember this vividly. Jeremy Joseph at G.A.Y. said, New Year's Eve, we've got a reunion on this stage, and it was Steps, and then they came back with Scared of the Dark. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, my, like, I'm just so happy that they've come back in our lives. I just feel like my life's better now. Honestly, <laughs> I agree 100% because the the nostalgia just takes you back to those happy memories, but also it's things that keep you in the moment now. And I just love that they're still doing the thing because they've got a brand new album that they released last year. I mean, bop, 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 
bop the entire way down. Do you know why else I'm pleased that like Steps and all those bands existed? Because otherwise we wouldn't have you, Cheryl, because you'd be massively influenced by loads of like UK bands. And I just think I'm pleased because otherwise Cheryl, as we know, it may not be sitting in front of us today. Exactly. And like, I, I can't believe we're about to chat to our special guests because this is like a childhood dream come true every time I do the podcast it's like a surreal moment getting to chat to these people that I've grown up with my entire life but we're going to take a little break I'm going to go to the toilet are you going to have a tinkle break Scarlett I'll have a little tinkle fabulous and then we will be back with our special guests Faye Toes Up and Lisa Scully and we are back Scarlett did you enjoy your little tinkle break I did Horn I did <laughs> it's, it's well overdue well Scarlett I cannot believe I'm about to say this because we are joined by some absolute legends and it, we don't have one special guest on this pod we are kicking things off with a bang and we have got two icons from Steps themselves so please welcome Lisa Scott Lane and Faye of Smith <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having us. Hello, my darling. Hello, gorgeous people. No, thank you for joining. How are you both? Really well, thank you. Gorgeous. Well, thank you truly for joining us. I mean, it would be rude not to have the icons themselves come on to talk about steps, but we have so many questions and I, I'm a huge steps fan, huge, but I think there is somebody on this call that is an even bigger fan and Miss Scarlett has a story to tell you. I feel like I have 50,000 stories to tell you. <laughs> um, do you know what? You, like, it, it's not even just like that I loved you as a child. Like, the love has never stopped. And I think that's oh. the thing with Steps. I feel like it, it, when you're a fan, that's it, you're a fan for life. Like, it's sort of in me blood. I honestly think I came out of my mum's womb Known the whole choreography for like one for sorrow. <laughs> just, just came out doing the whole dance, doing the whole number. I hope you didn't come up with one finger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been painful actually for me, mum. Yeah. Raping <laughs> on the way out. I learned. I learned that choreography. Obviously, you'll remember. I used to watch your VHS. For anyone who doesn't know what a VHS is, it's like old school DVD. And Lisa, you like did the whole choreography for One for Sorrow. And I used to rewind it. Did I? <laughs> oh, oh, you're so honestly, you are such a sweetheart. You know, we, we love you too. And it's just great to see all these beautiful smiley faces in front of me. <laughs> oh. And then I, I have got, like, I know we were meant to say, save this for later, but it is a burning question in, in me. Faye, I don't think you realise you actually started, um, like, the whole makeup tutorial trends off. Oh, ah, yeah. Because in that steps VHS, you did a whole glam party makeup, how to do it. I remember saving up my pocket money and buying, like, loads of glitter from Claire's accessories and using my free lip gloss I got in Ms. magazine. And now I look back, I think, <laughs> I think, I think you actually started makeup tutorials. 
oh my goodness, that was way back in the day. And if you actually look, because somebody posted it on their social media, you see the state of my face and eyebrows in that moment was horrendous. I think I think I need to update, maybe do a new one. But um, yeah, I remember being very excited. I was, um, I think it was at the Hilton Hotel they put me for that filming. Um, and I was there with my little bourgeois set of eyeshadow. Um, I was talking about contouring, but I think at that time, um, they cut it out because they weren't into like changing your shape um, for your face and stuff. So that was quite interesting. But my little um, pink um, overall set was from Argent Provocateur and I was dead chuffing myself that day, I've got to say. So, yeah, I think we need an update though. 2021. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if you were to like do a DVD or a streaming one now, what would you do in it? What would you do as your like, sector you know what i honestly think it wouldn't change much i'd definitely still be dancing as you know i've got a dance school here in dubai so i'm dancing with all my students every day claire loves cooking and she did um pasta a la clara so i 100 percent, she would do cooking what would you say Faye? because you still love all your makeup and yeah i'd still do makeup hair something to do with that but i wonder what h would do because he did circus tricks <laughs> yeah, he did circus skills <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but he's still juggling. He's got twins. He's still juggling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do you think that Lee would still be in the gym? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah honestly, we, we've, yeah. we've just been like in a, in a time tunnel, haven't we? Nothing. Nothing's <laughs> changed. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> if it's not broke, why try and fix it? It yeah, still exactly, works. Cheryl. Exactly. <laughs> but I have a story to tell. Now, I saw you guys back in 2000 at the Chelmsford Spectacular in Essex when that used to go on. Amazing. <laughs> and I remember vividly seeing you guys perform Better the Devil You Know because I it was, it was my favourite song at the time. But what is your favourite songs from the classics to perform that you could go, this is it, I'm here, I've arrived? And um, for me, it's Deeper Shade of Blue. Definitely, because I love my pop dance. Exactly, Cheryl's doing the moves. <laughs> also, Scarlett. <laughs> and, you know, as, as soon as you hear that, that opening, that intro, it just kicks in and I have to sit on my hands. Like You, you can't not do the dance routine. And I, I just think, you know, the video as well, I honestly think, you know, it's pretty iconic when we look back at, at how we did that. And it stands up against, you know, the, the set of time. So... I'm really proud of Deep Shaded Blue, and I still love performing it to this day. I think it's still a band favourite, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think um, a newer favourite, which has been quite interesting, was um, when we came back with our Tears in the Darks Floor um, album, and mm. Scared of the Dark. Love that song. Very dramatic. <laughs> so um, that, that's definitely a new favourite of mine but I think if we're going old school it would have been um, It's the Way You Make Me Feel with the fans yeah oh, we, lo we love a fan yeah oh there we go Cheryl <laughs> I've always got a fan to hand me a deeper is never oh. far away from it brilliant <laughs> hey I'll send you one <laughs> like you guys were pioneers back in the day and a lot of people say like Gaga changed music videos. No, Deeper Shade of Blue was the one that everybody went, oh, they're, they're stepping their puss up. They're levelling up. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, talking about iconic fashions, you guys had some truly iconic moments throughout the years in the music videos. I remember the colourful hair in the Stomp music video. But what is one moment 
that you would never wish to see again that you did? Uh, are we just picking one? <laughs> you can pick as many as you like, Lisa. So I've got to say, you know, I've, I've, I was um, quite happy to be experimental on my steps journey and it's lovely to look back. I mean, sometimes you can have a little cringe, but it was all learning and... Um, Great fun to do at the time, but I think mine was actually stomped. I think that was my least favourite sort of hairstyling, and it was like little tight kind of twists. Um, and it wasn't my big dreadlocks or my crazy colours or anything else that happened there. It was just, yeah, when that comes on the on MTV or something, that's one that I um, quickly, swiftly uh, switch channels. So, yeah. But it's funny you should say about stomp, because I used to be a really sick child like I would always have migraines and always be off school because like I couldn't bear like being out and <laughs> my mum would always make my day by putting the music channel on and she'd give me her phone she'd go text in the music video you want to see you're allowed one music oh. video and I would sit oh. for three hours waiting for Stomp to come on. Uh, <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong I actually really like the song but um yeah myself in the video is not my favourite. <laughs> PTSD. I don't know if you remember this, but it's really like vivid in my head. And now I'm like, did I make this up? But I remember as a kid seeing a picture of all of you in like bright yellow outfits with Prince Charles. You didn't make that up at all. No. And um, yeah, so basically I, it was, it was, you know, one of the highlights of our careers, I, I would say, Scarlett. And we were all in yellow and white and yellow. And we were performing at Party in the Park. And I'm pretty sure it was 1999 because it's the year I'm, I met Johnny, my husband. And we were backstage meeting Prince Charles and I was always a bit cheeky. And I, I asked him if he wouldn't mind doing tragedy or, or dance move. And he was he was such a good spot. And he said, oh, you know, what what, what does one do? What is this? Um, and I think, <laughs> and I felt really bad because he said, is it rude? And I was thinking, I don't want him to think that we're referring to his ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, that Lisa. I was not expecting you to say that. Oh my god. Well, well, I just thought, you know, I didn't I was I'm very polite and I didn't want to be rude. So I just said, you know, this is how you do the dance and I showed him and he did the picture and you know, we we've, we've had it. It's just it's always going to be there. Claire's got it on her wall. It's framed. Um yeah, it's it's definitely a a, a highlight of of our careers. <laughs> I want it framed now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm pleased that I didn't make that up because that would have been really weird of me to <laughs> No, it, it, it definitely happened. Some sort of fever dream. I got I got in trouble from Steps and they all told me off and they said, what did you do that for? You can't ask Prince Charles to do tragedy. <laughs> but I think they're all pleased now because, we, you know, we've all got that oh. memory to keep forever. Definitely. Where do we bloody start with the tour? Because I've got my tickets. <laughs> Which is very exciting because it really does look like it's going to all go ahead. Everyone's super, super positive. Um, our agents are all very happy with us and it starts. Yeah, it's November the 2nd in Sheffield we're starting. We're going all over the UK. We luckily were so... Um, we luckily got the dates moved from last year to this year. So we've pretty much got the whole tour that we were expecting to do. Um, but we're going to be doing Nottingham, Birmingham, Newcastle on November the 8th. Is that when you're coming, Scarlett? That's when I'm coming, yeah. Yay! Cheryl, where's your nearest venue, Cheryl? I'll be at the O2, darling. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. The O2. Let me tell you, we've got two dates. The O2. That's going to be November the 26th and the 27th. Yeah. I'm so excited. Woo! But we just want to know Go on. what is what is the funniest accident that's happened whilst you guys have been on tour. <laughs> is it is it a trapdoor incident? Uh, there have there have been a few of those. Um, <laughs> Faye, your your um, popo springs to mind. Popo popo. Faux Which one was that, babe? When when you um when you said an explicit word. Oh God, yeah. Well, I'm quite known for that. You know, I sometimes I forget that we're in a family audience, and I end up effing and blinding because I get too excited. So um, you got really excited. I know we're getting um we're doing children in need, and it was a satellite link. Children in need. It wasn't, wasn't it? It was a satellite link up. I think it was. And we were all singing um perfect day, and it was going to one studio in Liverpool, and and going to like another set of people wherever. Then it set up to us, and we did our little line. Actually, you can find our um, line on YouTube, I think, when we sing our bit. And then after it had gone and it had all finished. Um, the whole audience was cheering and screaming, and I was like, oh, that was effing brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, oh and the whole band just looked at me with fierce eyes, and I was like, what? <gasps> Realised what I've done. 10,000 kids. She just dropped the F-bomb. So, yeah. That's that's cool. Cool. You definitely would have heard that language at all. Yeah. <laughs> but we've also got was it not you lisa that saved lee on stage with our little golf buggy when we were was that you yes it was do you remember when we got a golf buggy on tour on stage <laughs> yeah we, we we were all trying to be cool and we're on this golf buggy that we'd converted into a space buggy we're all in silver shiny outfits and then the, the buggy <laughs> just stuck um lee tried to drive it off stage it was one of those eggy moments where you're all just waiting <laughs> and the you know the audience is waiting for you to to exit the stage um <laughs> so yeah i had to take over the controls and <laughs> whisk us off yeah we, we've had a, we've had a few embarrassing moments no claire got stuck in a pod as well didn't she bless her on the way up but i'll let her tell you that story another time when you get her on <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that on the reunion tour in 2011? That's right. I remember that in the documentary. <laughs> she was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, poor thing. So we're in these cryogenic chambers, pretendy ones, coming up. We're all opening the door, coming out, giving it here and now. And Claire's stuck and trying to rattle the door. She's got people in her ears saying, oh, we're coming down. She's like, "That don't put me down. I need to go up. <laughs> and then eventually like, she come round the side and got a round of applause afterwards, bless her. So. Oh, <laughs> I love oh, that. But isn't that such a laugh? It sounds like, even though I'd imagine two is quite, like, stressful, at least you've all got each other, like, so that you can just laugh about it. Yeah, to be honest, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say it's stressful as much. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of work in the planning that goes into it, which we all really yeah. enjoy, the creative aspects. But... I think, you know, it, we've always said the touring is our baby. You know, we create it, the five of us. Um, you know, we've got a great creative team as well, but it, it does come from from us. And, you know, we're, we're so excited to get on the road again and, and actually see our fans after this terrible pandemic everything everyone's been going through, to be able to see our fans face-to-face -face in front of us, smiling back and, you know, joining in with the singing and dancing. And I, it'll just be magical. It really will. Yeah, it's going to be one hell of a tour this time. And everybody's ready. I still remember, like, I still remember, well, every tour that you've ever done. But, like, it is just so magical being surrounded by people who have the same interests as you. Like, you know that every single person there 
no matter how much of an outsider or a bit of a weirdo you've ever felt or whatever, when you're at oh. one of your tours, you just feel part of something and it makes you feel like not alone. And I remember being a kid and like having me blue like cowboy hat on and the flashy lights. Yeah, like oh it's just such a magical moment. Like I feel like I'll be transported like to being a kid again when I'm at the tour in November. But do you know what, Scholar? Honestly, you, you, you've summed it up there. And I think that's what's magical. You know, we, we love getting the live audience and we want everyone to feel involved. And, we, you know, we include, we've always included everybody. Um, you know, it's always been, a, we've always had an open door policy, to, so to speak. And I think you're right, you know, music connects us all. And, you know, you can hear a song and it'll take you back. You're however old again, you know, whenever you hear all our step songs and, and, and with any music. So I think we want everyone to feel included and you know, just just be you because you know you is gorgeous. So we're we're really happy for everyone to just be themselves and let their hair down and just forget about life for two hours. Obviously, you've got a new album. So does this mean that there's new numbers to perform when you are on the tour? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really tricky um, set list to put together this time. We're on our sixth studio album. Uh, the new album is What the Future Holds. We've already released three singles. We're just about to drop another one from there. Um, so we're going to try and lean on our fans and listen to lots of feedback, you know, ask people what they want to hear. Um, obviously, we want to go back to the beginning and try and give you some old classic stuff that, you know, why you got to know us and, you know, what you got to know when we were <laughs> little. And um, just really just try and get as much in as possible. But I know it's really tricky and I know that there's always going to be some disappointment. So more feedback that we get, the better. Oh, truly. I mean, I think I speak on behalf of me and Cheryl. <laughs> Heartbreak in the city. Oh, my. Sorry. <laughs> when, when this came out and when this dropped on Twitter, that you guys were collaborating with our very own Michelle Visage, I was like, mm -hmm. what the hell? Like, it's just like worlds colliding. It's like, oh. I don't know, like an X-Men being in a Marvel movie. That was a very straight reference <laughs> for me. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I blame my fiance. <laughs> Honestly, how did that come around? Because I know you, Faye, are connected through everybody's talking about Jamie. You both played Miss Hedge. But they were brilliant. how did it come around? So me and Michelle um, not only connected because of Jamie, but because um, we were on Strictly and different seasons, but we both danced with Giovanni. So we had the same partner. So obviously, you know, we started chatting. I actually reached out to her during the season just to make sure she was all right, which in fact, um, Debbie McGee did for me when I did my season. It's kind of like pass on the baton and just check you're all right, because it's a really, really hard graph doing Strictly. And uh, just like Drag Race. Well, exactly. I can't even imagine. I, I mean, it's such a tricky thing and you'll set all these challenges, but we'll talk about Drag Race in a bit. Um, of but but um, Michelle um, just took me up on my offer and just we ended up chatting and then we ended up having really fun banter and we clicked. And then when the season strictly was on, we were doing our own Saturday night critique on WhatsApp. <laughs> having a lovely time. Um, <laughs> And yeah, we just become really good friends. So when we released this album, um, the band and I, we were just like, Michelle, would you mind doing um, an Insta Live with us? Um, we were out over in Blackpool performing on the Royal Variety, weren't we, Lisa? Yeah. And um, we just um, 
did the Insta Live. And during the chat, we were just like, oh my God, we've got to do something. We must do something. And we actually did, you know, lots of people just say it, but we were just like, no, this would be really, really fun. And I know that, you know, Michelle hasn't really done pop for a while because she's had so many different other venues or avenues that she's um, gone down. So we thought it, she might take us up on it because it would be a bit of fun for her. But for us, we were like, that, come and play with us. This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> it's such a fun song. It's so, like, it's just everything I think people were hoping it would be. Like, Aww. when I heard that you were collabing, like, I think just me and, like, all of my friends, like I've got a lot of friends who were drag queens and Tess Tickle rang me and was like, oh my God, have you seen the news? I was like, yeah, yeah. And then it was as brilliant as we thought it would be. Oh, oh it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so lovely. Did, Cheryl, did you, did you know any, anything about this or was it a surprise to you as well when, it, when the news hit? Well, Michelle can keep an NDA because I had no clue about it. So it was a fabulous surprise. But when Aww. you're in the like the drag circle, everybody knows everything before it drops. And it's just like so nice to get a surprise like that and just be like, oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> but if this isn't a lip sync song on season three, four or five, I'm going to be fuming and I'll be having words for production. <laughs> oh, yes. Tragedy should be a lip sync song anyway. Why is it never been like, yeah, you're right, it should have been a lip sync song. Imagine Vinegar Strokes <laughs> doing tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Quite fabulous in the Sharon Osborne. But this is the point in the podcast where we love to have a little game called the quick fire round. So I need your first answer off the bat and uh, no thinking, just saying. So my first question to both of you is, who is the last one always out of the dressing room? Claire. Claire, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> is she a last-minute diva? Do you know what? Claire, Claire actually kept Wembley waiting. <laughs> oh, that's not you. She'll keep anywhere yeah, waiting. She's ready when she's yeah. ready. <laughs> it, it was it was it was Wembley. I remember H saying, "Claire, you can't keep Wembley waiting." <laughs> it, it was only a few minutes. <laughs> the Beyonce of steps, Claire Richards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's our little diva, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have her any other way. <laughs> My question to you is: Who is the first one asleep on the two of us? Lisa, you can sleep anywhere, can't you? I can, I can sleep anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm petite and I'm small. I can get, get into, you know, into nooks and crannies. And if, if there's, if it's, you know, whether it's a small seating or, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, maybe I shouldn't say that. I can curl into a ball and I can sleep. Yeah, exactly. She used to curl up into like a little kitten and just like shove herself in like a corner of the glam van or wherever you're traveling in and yeah you can sleep anywhere yeah i do i like my sleep i'm so jealous of that i'm one of these people that can't sleep on planes i can't sleep in cars so like i just need an actual bed with space so the fact you can do that when we were on the season one tour for our season of drag race yeah i never slept on the tour bus i think i slept for about an hour because i was just exhausted and excited as well well Faye, you came to the uh the the um, Newcastle show, didn't you? 
I did. That was the opening night, wasn't it? And it was um, it was amazing. I mean, I was so excited because I knew a few of you, like, by name, but I obviously knew um, Vinegar because I'd been working with her. Um, but it was such an amazing night. It, it was... It was because Scarlett, you were there as well, weren't you? You came yeah, to the I was there, and then I had to leave halfway. And oh, no. I wasn't like too drunk or anything. I just I had to go to London, <laughs> but it was honestly like I just well, Cheryl, you know, I'm I'm a massive fan of you. Anyway, I'm always. Do you know what? I'm one of these people I can't not fangirl. Like if I really love someone, I can't act cool. Like, I just can't. <laughs> Me we love that. Me we love that, though. That's great. Like, if you've noticed when, like, obviously you can't say because it's a podcast, but this is shaping because I'm getting excited. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like me as a child in McDonald's, just a fatty looking forward to that. So I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> but I've got another question for you guys. So who has the biggest diva demands on the rider on tour? We we actually ride our rider together. So we, Yeah, we, we do. We, yeah, we, we especially me and the girls, and we have a conflab about what alcohol we would like and we all pretty much think the same <laughs> yeah I mean we kind of realized a long time ago didn't we that um the rider would probably come out of our budget anyway so we reined it in a little bit um and now well it started wasn't it some lambrisco or something Claire used to like on it <laughs> and, yeah. and now it's a, and now it's a bottle of gin so um <laughs> a pink gin and lemo officially adults now yeah, it's just alcohol and towels. That's it. We we don't we we don't ask for a lot. Ginger and lemon and stuff for before the show, and then yeah, <laughs> disposable cups or or, or the tour bus <laughs> cups, won't we, for afterwards? So yeah. we can do a runner and get bus with some booze. Yeah, oh. party in the uh, party in the tour bus after after every performance. <laughs> well, make sure we're there for uh, the after shows or the shows we're coming to. Because trust yeah. me, I love a party. <laughs> <laughs> good girl, good girl. I can't believe that that's your ride. Is that like these are steps you can like you could order unicorns if you wanted? <laughs> yeah, it's it's I think the idea is nice, but I think when you're doing so many venues back to back, it's like you want to kind of get there, get your stuff done. And because we do so many meet and greets these days, you know, yeah. um, you don't really spend much time in your dressing room whatsoever. So all our mm -hmm. kit gets unloaded. Um, we have somebody to go to for our hair, somebody to go to for makeup. So it's literally just everything you need. We're quite, we're quite I was going to say basic. I don't want to say that we're basic, well, but uh, no, self-sufficient. No, but, we're not um, self-sufficient. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. Who is the loudest singing in the bathroom? Oh, Claire. Oh, Claire. Straight. Yeah. She, she's got, she's got great lungs. Great lungs on her. <laughs> She really oh. has. She's not not shy of warming up loudly. <laughs> just Lee just come into the dressing room, sit in the corner until you're all done, and then just hit the stage. Like I'm sure he's just like the easiest That's one. That's H. Oh, is it H? That's H. He he spends more time in our dressing room than than he, uh, he than he does in in the boys' room. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You you know Lee takes ages with his hair, and he always does like a little um, gym session to pump his body up before he gets on stage as well. It's lovely to watch, but um, <laughs> that's my <laughs> I'd be a fly on the wall. Lovely. <laughs> well, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. It's like 
a childhood dream come true for me and for Scarlett. And honestly, the fact that you guys are back, turning it out, doing the thing, it's just amazing. It just makes me so happy having steps back in our lives. Oh, Cheryl, Cheryl and Scarlett, you've been amazing. Can can we just say a massive thank you to everybody listening? Because honestly, we're just blown away by the support and all the love out there for steps. So, you know, we can't wait to see you all on tour. And thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Big, big love. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, see you on tour. Yeah, see you on tour. Let's get a pun in the after party. Yes. Yes. Oh, Scarlett, like, I I, I need to pinch myself because I can't believe we've just chatted to Lisa and Faye. What a time to be alive. 2021, what a moment. We're locked inside our houses, but who cares? Because we've just chatted to steps. (laughs) (laughs) But my darling, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, it is always a pleasure chit-chatting with you. Now, I'm going to let the kids know, when we were back in 2019, we went to the Attitude Awards together, and I was... really nervous about Drag Race coming out because I wasn't sure and you just stood there held me and went everybody's gonna love you I love you you're fabulous and your your mom was next to you and she was like I agree (laughs) (laughs) and like I've just got to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because you got me out of that negative headspace and it's just amazing to surround yourself with positive, like-minded people. And this is why I'm so grateful. I finally got you on the pod. I'm so happy that, honestly, like, and I, and always, just anyone, like, I just feel like you've got to just, like, remember that we're all special in our own way. Like, the world would be so boring if we were all the same. So we've got to just celebrate the fact that we're all individuals and we've got to, like, yeah, I'm just... I'm just super happy that you've had us on and I've got to, even though it's not, I would have liked to see you in real life, but yeah, it's all right. When, we, when we've got a jab in our arm, maybe then, but for now, Scarlett, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. Steps, everything. It's just been an amazing time and just keep yourself safe and fabulous. And I know we're going to be doing something together soon. We will. Thank you, hon. Thank you, Diva. And that is another girl group gossip. So we'll see you next time, my Divas. Goodbye. So that's another episode of Girl Group Gossip in the bag, in the shopping trolley and going to the checkout. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you head to your platforms and give us a five-star rating. Go give us a like, give us a thumbs up. I don't don't know what's going down on the platforms these days, but go do it. And whilst you're there, go revisit all the bops of your childhood. And if you've never listened to Steps before, go listen to all their iconic hits. And we'll see you next week for another girl group gossip. Yes! See you next time. Goodbye. This has been a World of Wonder production. <laughs> <laughs>